0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. Shanay, she wants to have my baby. Hey, so we're back here in June. Last week we talked about what to do to win in June. And again, we talked about knowledge is power. So we're going to do something we've never done before in four years. We're going to break down every single team over the next three weeks?
1: Four, three, four weeks. Four yeah. weeks. Yeah, till training One, two, camps get three, three, really
0: four. going. Yeah. yeah, you take two. And then two, and you multiply that by two, that gives you eight.
1: That gives you eight. eight. Ooh. Yep.
0: Got it. Got You're, it.
1: Again. Got your, it. Your math skills are oh, off
0: the hook. Call me Professor Dotson. Absolutely. It's got a good ring to it. Hmm. I could have been somebody. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Sitting there doing a podcast. Uh, so today we're going to break down the AFC East and the AFC North. Then we'll come back next week. we we'll do the AFC South and the AFC West. There you go. We'll go right to the National Football, the NOC.
1: National Football Conference.
0: There you go. Close enough. Can't be smart in everything, Matt. Nope. Math takes up a lot of my brain space. I understand. A lot of stuff in there i got to got to maintain.
1: Picture pie graph and, and the math skills that you were just just showed has <laughs> to be about 70% of that.
0: My wife's like, why can't you remember anything? I'm like, I have to stay save all my dynasty and fantasy football knowledge in my brain. I can't delete it. There's no room for nothing else. Exactly. Where Where's that gonna get you in life, huh, babe? Where's that gonna get you in life? I don't
1: know. <laughs> right where we're at now. A couple Twitter followers,
0: a couple downloads on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe own radio show for ESPN Cleveland. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. The people love us. Yeah. She's like, nobody likes you. I'm like, that's just false. <laughs> Eight people do. Uh so some news and notes. It looks like Jameis Winston's getting suspended for three games for not notifying the NFL about his uh little thing he got going on there.
1: Is that the reason? I think I just feel like it's the incident itself.
0: No, I thought it is you have to report any incident no matter what, and he didn't report it. No. Oh. So pretty dumb
1: pretty dumb of him like it's just like a pretty, yeah just dumb all around another horrible it's, decision by this you're
0: this talking guy. about a guy who stole crab legs and got caught
1: that's what i mean another horrible decision good thing he's guy. super talented yeah
0: so somebody tweeted at me they're like hey how's this recent news about james six <laughs> james six uh affect his dynasty value i'm like uh
1: 0.0 he'll be out three games
0: whoopity do die whoopity day
1: I mean, I guess we can't have a discussion how it will affect the other guys.
0: I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick might come in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's a veteran enough where he comes in there. It, Mike Evans is talented enough. We're on him that much. But I think the whole offense takes somewhat of a step back there.
1: I actually did a little bit of research on this, and the weeks that Jameis was out last year, I think he was out like three or four weeks last year. Okay. Um, there was absolutely no drop off from from any of the other people's statistics okay. wise and, and like fantasy value wise, so I, I don't I don't think the team the team you know I don't think you should expect these guys to have horrible starts to the season or anything because Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is the quarterback. At, I would expect the same the same production when. When he was out last year, there there was no dip, so I, I wouldn't think there's a huge regression here in the first. So three if weeks. you're in a
0: f- super flex league, maybe you pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick on the waiver wire, get a little uh, get a little action early in the year.
1: I mean, if you're in a super flex, I'd be surprised if he was still there. I mean, at this point, I mean,
0: I'm sure he's been swooped.
1: Yeah, he's been swooped, but you never know. But if he hasn't, it's June, if People he hasn't, lazy. absolutely, you you swoop him up. He's gonna be the starter there for three weeks, and and you know, who knows what injury you know, between now and then happens that you may actually need him.
0: Okay. Enough with the jibber jabber. All we right. gotta dive into this. We have a lot to cover today, Matthew. Uh let's get let's just jump right into the AFC East, shall we? Let's do it. With the Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills, projected depth depth charts looking like Zay Jones and Kelvin Benjamin at receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh we have LaShawn McCoy at running back with Chris Ivory. And looks like Charles Clay tight end with AJ McCarron possibly being the quarterback there. Um, with Josh Allen behind him, Nathan Peterman, uh, backup receivers looking at Brandon Riley, Andre Holmes, Jeremy Curley, and Malachi Dupree, the rookie. Right. So you had the Bills here. You know, with with Kelvin, he they picked him up in I think uh, for a third round pick last right around Halloween. Zay Jones last year had a horrific rookie year. He had 74 targets for only 27 receptions. That's good for 36 and percent catches only 4.27 yards per game. That's horrific. It was bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, had shoulder surgery after the season. Then he hurt his knee. He had to get knee surgery. He's not even going to be ready till training camp. So there's a big question mark comes up with Zay, somebody who we liked a lot coming out Oh yeah. last year. Still have some upside for Zay. Cross my fingers. And a big thing I Cross like. Cross my
1: fingers, but put him in the, you know, after the, the off-field issue as well in this off season where, you know, he was obviously just like, Naked in a doing kung hotel. fu in a hallway, yeah, kicking windows and, and stuff like that. All charges were dropped. All charges were dropped, but you got to put him over in a it's it's an it's an alarm. The alarm is going off right now. For yeah, me. it's like that it's super
0: like, hot girlfriend who's super crazy. Right, and you're like I should kind of leave her, but I mean she looks really good. Yeah, I, I'll give <laughs> it one more week.
1: I'll give him another year, but if the crazy doesn't go away, I'm jumping off the thing. <laughs> I can't make love to
0: you no more. <laughs> I'm, I gotta I'm jumping off the Zay bandwagon.
1: And this is a guy that I really liked. I literally I traded like two second round picks for this guy a week before he went berserk and kicked walls and was naked in a hotel or hotel, whatever, hallway. So, I mean, I like the guy, but there, there's a lot of red flags out at this point. Tons of red flags. But
0: wait, you know, first year rookies, there's nothing to be alarmed with when they don't do much. Now, how bad he looked was. Was, really it, bad. was
1: it the shoulder? He couldn't raise his hands up. And, and I think we all know that Tyrod Taylor isn't the most accurate thrower of the football, especially where Zay Jones was asked to go, which was downfield. A yeah, bit, so. he's
0: a, he wasn't the best downfield thrower. But then you do have Kelvin Benjamin himself on the other side of the field, which to me gives the most upside to Zay Jones because I want nothing to do with Kelvin Benjamin. And when I say nothing, nothing. I would sell him uh, – I would make offers to every team in my league, and anything I can get for the guy, I would take him. This is a guy who last year uh, in his seven games, he surpassed 45 yards just once. He only scored one touchdown. Uh, he tore his meniscus, then he had to go on the IR. This is a guy who had constant knee problems in Carolina. So you're talking about a big tub of goo with knee problems. Uh, can't really get separation. Doesn't really do anything with the ball after he catches it. Ton, you're talking about red flags.
1: I mean, and let's not forget that Kelvin Benjamin came into the to the league old. I mean, this is only – this is going to be his fourth year, but he's already 27 years old. uh So, luckily, you know, this is the last year of his deal, and 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 that's why we kind of wanted to dive into some of this stuff because situations like this, like, obviously people see, oh, Kelvin Benjamin's here, Zay Jones is here. What kind of opportunity is really available? But really, I mean, Zay Jones is – is very quickly getting put on notice there in Buffalo. They're saying, you know, he's got to earn his way. And Calvin Benjamin's in the last year of his deal. And I mean, I wouldn't expect them to re-sign him. No. So. No. I'd be surprised
0: if he even finishes the year.
1: Right. Absolutely. So really that, that, uh, I mean, at his salary, I think his whole salary is at this point, there's no more signing bonus because he got traded. It's, it's eight and a half million dollars is what he's getting paid this year, so that they can get out from underneath all eight and a half million if they if they cut him anytime between now and and before the season starts. So I mean, if he if he comes in at two hundred and eighty pounds, does he even make it to the season? I mean, who really knows? I think so, just because
0: they have nothing. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, have right. nothing out there, and you 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 have a quarterback in AJ McCarron who's only thrown one hundred and thirty three career passes, eighty six attempts, nine hundred twenty yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. And we don't even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, will Josh Allen beat him out and just make the whole team even
1: worse? Well, I mean, apparently Josh Allen has been running as the three. Nathan Peterman and, and A.J. McCarron have been really just splitting the first-team reps right down the middle, basically. So they they have a very unsettled situation. It's I think it's going to be a rough start for the Buffalo Bills here at the beginning of the year.
0: Rough start? I think it's going to be a rough year. I think the Bills finish with a top-three pick. I think they're going to go from a playoff team so all that rejoice to finally make him out of the playoffs right back to the dumpster uh, because the whole offense right now is a big no thank you. Because not only am I selling Kelvin Benjamin for whatever I can get, I'm selling LaShawn McCoy, too. Listen, LaShawn McCoy is a dynamic, elusive player. Fantastic. I love LaShawn McCoy. But I think LaShawn McCoy is in a very, very bad situation. I think your best bet for LeSean McCoy this year, if you do hold on to him and you ride him out, is at some point the Bills realize how abysmal they are, a running back gets hurt, and they trade him to a team that needs a running back. That's his best opportunity because he's on a team right now coming off a year where he finished with a career-worst 3.94 yards per carry. That's his worst ever. He's entering age 30. He just lost his center. He just lost his lost his left guard and in Richie Incognito. Eric Wood had retired because of the neck injury, and then he lost lost his left tackle. So they get Josh Allen and Cordy Glenn to the Bengals. So not only is his quarterback on, not only are the receivers just as bad as last year, uh, but his offensive line is obliterated too. So everything just points to stack the box for Shady, shut him down, and go home with a W. Because right now. Things aren't looking good, and I don't care how dynamic LaShawn McCoy is; he's in a really, really rough spot. And I think right now you're seeing LaShawn McCoy going in like the second round of redrafts. To me, that's crazy, but it shows me there's still a lot of value out there. And so
1: it's on the trade market is what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, people still think right. he's going to have a really good game. Still has. A, I think people were a- looking at it, it as like the complete opposite, where hey the team has so much garbage around them, they're going to be forced to give Shady the ball a ton. I don't think that – I don't think because of everything I explained is a good thing at all. I think he's going to have, again, under four yards per carry. I think touchdowns are going to be extremely, extremely few and far between. I am taking what I can get.
1: I mean, I I, I, I do agree that the, uh, there's a, a large accumulative effect going against Shady McCoy, but I think the biggest thing is the offensive line. I mean, I think he's operated with that other crap before and still done well. But you know, it's the age and it's the offensive line. And and you can't you just can't replace both those guys are really good players. I mean they're you know, as much as people hate Richie Incognito and he's not a nice guy, he, he was a good offensive lineman. And he's a guy that you want to have in front of your running back. So it, it, that's a big time loss for him.
0: Yeah, agree. What would you what do you think what do you think you can get for Kelvin Benjamin right now? Oh my god. Yep. I mean,
1: I think you'd be lucky to get it like a, the Middle second round type yeah. of pick, and I'd be I, happy with that. I'd just take it and run.
0: I'm gonna try and target guys out of this rookie draft. I'm gonna try and target guys like Anthony Miller, oh, Michael Galo. I would,
1: I would be jumping for joy if I got either one of and those. And just guys.
0: see, and I wouldn't be afraid to offer. Honestly, I wouldn't be afraid to offer Kelvin Benjamin, plus you know, plus a draft pick next year. Maybe start with a third. Hey, I'll give you Kelvin Benjamin a third for Anthony Miller. Hey, I'll give you Kelvin Benjamin in a third for
1: right because those guys are, are guys that we saw as late first round values. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that at all.
0: I'd I'd, tr- I'd flip him for James Washington straight up. Yeah, uh, guys like that, and I think where that won't help you much this year, it's going to help your team down the road when Kelvin Benjamin's on a on a couch eating Fritos. I mean, just think of that.
1: Four, he's only four years in the league, and they haven't been four great years. Let's put it that way. You know, I mean, he, he's just been. He's been a guy every single year. There's been an issue like with his weight, with his knee, with I mean, it's been something else every single year. And he's already 27 years old. He's not gonna he, he's not gonna get faster. You know, he's only gonna get slower from here.
0: Hairline's gonna get receder.
1: Right, exactly. It's gonna recede even further. Yeah. Just keep on going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back that up, Mike. Back that up. So him. So where do you see uh, it, when you when you look at the depth chart? I mean, do you see guys like Ray Ray McLeod? Who who do you see stepping up? I think you Mal- know Malachi I, Dupree. Like who? Like or no, is it just like I, I is think it...
0: Dupree's too wrong? I, yeah. I I would like to see maybe what Andre Holmes can kind of do in there. Um, right. He interests me a little bit. And if not, you just go the safe bet with a guy like Jeremy Curley. You know, a veteran who kind of knows what he's doing there. I don't think they're going to pass the ball a ton, anyways, as it is. So I think they're going to rely heavily on Chris Ivory and LeSean McCoy. I think that's what they're going to do. And I think. You know, is, is Charles Clay um, going to be a sneaky guy? I think they're going to run two. I personally think they're going to run two tight end sets. I think that's the offense they're going to try and run. So Nick O'Leary and Charles Clay would be on there. But then last year, Charles Clay, he had in 13 games, he had 49 catches for 558 yards and two touchdowns. He, he hasn't done much. And I don't think he's ever surpassed 600 yards in his entire career. So for me, this whole thing for me is, you know – Chernobyl. So you Stay you, away. you
1: brought up Charles Clay, and this is another one of the guys that I wanted to kind of target as a guy that I don't even think is going to be on the team next year. He he has a a nine million dollar cap it. It's it's the third or third or fourth highest on their team. Yeah, he and got for, paid big time money for a guy that is never like you said surpassed like gotten above the six hundred yard mark like he's never gotten a seven hundred yards. Well, we mentioned what he got signed.
0: Remember, right. we were like what the hell are they doing?
1: It, it just doesn't. It, there's no way that they can afford to take this guy. I mean, like keep him on the roster so next year so i mean are you looking at a guy like nick o'leary and thinking hey maybe maybe he's gonna be the answer nope what about a logan thomas i mean he's a guy that converted converted quarterback do yeah. you think by next year do you think maybe he's got a shot
0: i think they're gonna have a lot of, like i said i think they're they gonna tr- have so many They holes. Should try and say trade shady but i think kelvin's gonna come off the books mm-hmm. mccoy's gonna come off the books uh Charles Clay is going to come off the books. So I think they're going to have a lot of money. And I think in 2019, we're going to be looking at a completely different Bills
1: I definitely, I, I agree with you there, man. So, so they're, they're sell,
0: sell, sell. What would you take for McCoy?
1: That's a tough one, man. I had an
0: offer for 2 1. And I, to, and I was like, hey, what do you think of McCoy for 2 1? you're like, no. And then now trades off the table But that was now. close for it me. It was very close.
1: Yeah. It wasn't like a uh, an absolute no because I, I but I, I feel like I would feel so much better if it was like a late first, like even if it was a 10, 11. But See, I mean, I guess- I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to go back and I'm going to re-propose that trade yeah. and I'm going to take it because, I mean, and granted, this is in this league, I have Saquon Barkley, I have Dalvin Cook, I have Jarek McKinnon, I have Duke Johnson. So to me, Shady McCoy is completely expendable. Um, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to take 2-1, and, and I'm going to get a guy like Michael Gallup or Anthony Miller on my roster mm-hmm. and be really happy with it. And then, worst case, maybe get a Mike Kosicki. One of those three guys I can for sure get there. And it, and over thinking over the last couple of weeks, I'd 100% want Michael Gallup, Anthony Miller, or Mike Kosicki over at LeSean McCoy to me. um, uh, To me, if I was doing a dynasty startup draft, McCoy wouldn't even be valuable to me until, I mean, you're talking Larry Fitzgerald territory, super late. Because just look I'm at just his not I mean,
1: right. Look at his age and 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 the amount of money he's making. All this kind of stuff. He's it's gonna be tough, man. And and he's got he's got he he has very few positives other than his skills, <laughs> like his actual. I mean, he's he still hasn't fallen off the the cliff yet, but no, it's coming again. If a running back gets hurt, years old, you
0: know, if a running back gets hurt in the right situation, he could still be a solid guy. Right. You know, I would like LeSean McCoy if he's on the Bears. You know, I would like him there. Right. Say Jordan Howard got hurt. They need a running back They give up a third or a fourth for LaShawn McCoy, maybe even a fifth, you know, for LaShawn McCoy or something along those lines. Anywhere. I'm, honestly, almost anywhere else besides Buffalo, I would like LaShawn McCoy. But yeah, the,
1: I, know, I think they're they, in for a rough year. So it's not just
0: a player in his age, it's mostly the situation. So LaShawn McCoy, Kelvin Benjamin, get out while the getting it's good.
1: Charles Clay, if, if, I mean, he's going to be gone after next year. You're not getting anything for him. You're not going to get anything for him. If, if, if for sandwich, some reason you can get a sandwich, get one.
0: Get that sandwich. Right. Take it in. Enjoy it.
1: And, and, Poop and not later. a lot of stuff to like dig into and say, hey, this guy is a guy to pick up. I mean, hopefully Zay Jones, Zay Jones. I mean, if he stays on the right course, could end up being the de facto number one wide receiver here next year pretty easily. Yeah.
0: The Bills are like the bar you walk in and in, trying to find a date, and you walk in, you're like, oh, my God, this bar's
1: hideous. Yes, it is. And
0: you walk out before you even take a sip because you're <laughs> one of those beer goggles, goggles kicking because you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, what was I thinking? What was I This place is terrible. That's the Bills bar, people. <laughs> it's terrible. So let's go to the next bar over, shall we? Sure. Let's pop into the Miami Dolphins bar. Ooh. Take a look around here. So, what we see, uh, this isn't that great either. But <laughs> hey, 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 there's a couple lookers in here. Uh-huh. There's a couple. I'll have a, you know what? I'm going to have a couple drinks. I'm going to have a couple shots and see where it gets me. Oh. Look around here. I see at the wide receiver depth chart here, we're looking at Devontae Parker, 25 years old, and in year four, Kenny Stills, Leontay Carew. Albert Wilson, they just, just walked through the door. Just
1: walked through the door. He's looking good. He's looking
0: good. Yeah. Where are you from, Albert? Kansas City? Looking good, my looking, man. Good, looking looking fast. good. Looking fast, sir. Hakeem Grant looking all right. Okay. Let's so see. we got the running back position over there. we got Kenyon Drake. Ooh. Kenyon Drake averaged 15.3 fantasy points per game in his last nine games there in uh, Miami last year. That's kind of nice. Frank Gore? A uh, little old for my taste. I'll have a couple more drinks to see how you look a little bit later. And then the... the yeah, you got ID over there, Kellen. Kellen Bellas, you got ID? Ooh, just made it inside yes, the bar here. Just made it. Who's throwing? Who's the bartender here? Who's, who's serving the drinks? Oh, Ryan Tannehill. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He can serve up beers. Yeah. But can he make any cool drinks?
0: Who? who who's another bartender over there? Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll I'll keep Ryan Tannehill. So here we have at the receiver position, which uh, oh we mentioned Danny Amendola. We forgot to mention him too. He was hitting. He was too short over there at the, end of the bar. Uh, so you got Danny Amendola, Devontae Parker, and Kenny Stills. You know I'm still on. I was I did, recently did a guest podcast uh, the other day, and we were talking about Devontae Parker and you know what we thought of Parker. And I was saying you know I'm still in. I liked his tape kind of Louisville. He's in a position right now to see a lot of targets. You know, last year when Jarvis Landry left, they literally lost 49% of their targets, 49% of the targets they lost total. that. Well, now just they lost 49% of their targets altogether with everybody that left. Right. um, Which is 290 total. But 161 of those were Jarvis Landry's alone. So where are these targets going to go? They're gonna to go to Kenny Stills, they're gonna go Devontae Parker. I'm gonna take that eight inch wingspan. You know, I know he's had some drop issues lately, but in college that wasn't on a film. So I think it's a really good situation for Parker this year. I do believe that he can be relevant is a good way to say
1: it. Right, okay. And that's where we're at with Parker, which sucks. If you if you drafted Parker in the first round, you're hoping that he's relevant now. Which which I mean I had super eye hopes for him. I know you did as well.
0: Love He's My number two receiver. I, I
1: traded him to you last year because I, I mean, and McKinnon. I just don't see it anymore. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I just, it's, 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 he's had too many opportunities and blown them all in my eyes to be like, all of a sudden he's just going to, it's going to click on. Well, for him. He
0: was young. He was banged up. I mean, he's only 25 years That's old. That's the problem.
1: He's always banged up. He's always, he's got a soft tissue issue every single week. It seems like you should be a rapper. I know. Um so for me this is I mean this I see a, a fully open depth chart here cuz Devontae Parker I mean this is it for him if he doesn't make it I don't know if they pick up the fifth year option on this guy I don't know what the heck they're going to do next year if he if he doesn't pull through this year Kenny Stills is on a ridiculous contract I I think he counts like nine almost eight. Almost ten million against the against the cap next year, Silly. and and for his kind of production, not worth it. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't see him staying on um, on the team. He's the third highest cap hit in two thousand and nineteen. So it, it's just it's just they're paying too much money. They can save like six over six million dollars by cutting the guy next year. And, he, and for Kenny, his production, it's just not worth it.
0: Kenny Stills, for me, you know, he, he's seen a hundred targets before. He falls in the same category, like kind of like last year when people were on that Willie Snead bandwagon, like, oh, Kenny Stills, he's a pretty solid receiver. Since when? Since when has Kenny Stills ever been relevant? Everybody knows Kenny Stills' name, right. but Kenny Stills is more like Kenny Stalls. All right, he doesn't go anywhere. I so I don't have anything to do them. I think Danny Amendola is kind of interested in there. But, again, we talk about Devontae Parker being injury-prone. Danny Amendola is injury-prone as well. But, listen, somebody's got to catch targets, and Amendola's shown that he's got some pretty sure hands. And he can kind of play that Jarvis Landier role. I think Amendola could be, like, a little sneaky, like
1: – Amendola could be sneaky. Wide
0: receiver, like, high-end wide receiver three this year. Maybe I, I, even sticking into the low-end wide receiver two if he gets enough targets and for Parker what, goes down. For what he
1: does, I think he, he lines up well with what Tannehill wants to do, which is, which is you know, check him down and, and throw those – all I mean, everything within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, that's where Danny Amendola excels and, and where Ryan Tannehill likes to throw the ball. So that, I think, is a perfect match um, between those two guys. I mean, Jakeem Grant, you know, you hear good things about this guy, and he's another one of those guys that that's a space guy. Like, you get him the ball quick in space, and he can make something happen. And Albert Wilson, you know, they, they've said nothing but nice things about him since he's signed there about how he's got so much speed and how he can turn, like, a, a five-yard – a pass into a 70 yard touchdown so th- those guys are, are guys that i'm more excited about than the guys that are sitting atop the depth chart right now
0: yeah i think albert wilson's a nice little sneaky guy i think jakeem grant's a nice little stash for the back end there to see what they're gonna do in the future maybe more like of a 2019 presence when we get some yeah. out of them yep. uh and albert wilson definitely i could see i could totally see albert wilson surpassing a guy like kenny stills and, that, and
1: that's what i that's what i mean the jakeem grant and and the the albert wilson i i see them having larger roles down the road so these guys are are good guys i'd like to maybe acquire this year at some point or now before they they start showing a little bit or flashing a little bit and and the price goes up
0: and going back to parker you know i'm i'm thinking you know it's just some sometimes we you know in the nfl people are like what have you done for me lately kind of like when we mentioned nelson Aguilar. Uh, b- before last year, right before the season started, we said some tremendous value right now is Nelson Alvarez. Mm-hmm. We know he's done nothing, but right now he's practically free. I think we had like a five-minute talk on this saying, right. yeah. you know, this is a guy they invested in a first-round pick with. Uh, there's opportunity there now for him. So maybe he could be like a low-end wide receiver three, possibly. But right now he's free. But
1: that came with like a coaching change and all sorts of stuff. You yes. know? So this, this is the same coaching staff that he's been in basically the doghouse since they drafted him with. So I mean I just don't see the fresh start there for for Devonte Parker that I saw for for Algalar. I think it's
0: opportunity. I think it's targets. You know I'm gonna take the number one on the on the team and I'm gonna take the target share alone. If he can convert those targets into receptions, then he's gonna be have some value. And there's not much else around that really overly excites me. Again, I might be dipping my toe in the water if I need some like wide receiver depth on Danny Amendola to see what I get because I think he's going to be super cheap. Right. I'm more than interested to see what I can get for Parker, but I think people that own him are going to be kind of holding out for this year, too. Like, why would I sell for pennies on a dollar when I might as well just hold and see what I got? Moving to the running back situation, you know, they bring in Frank Gore. I think that Frank Gore signs more, you know, he played at Miami, more of a kind of like... This up, is a
1: swan song yeah, type of exactly. thing. exactly. For, for sure. And
0: you have Kenyon Drake. I, I think Kellen Bellage is going to be kind of like... You know, he's going to be the pass catching back they they lose Damien Williams last year they used JJ so that's 48 receptions to the running back alone that are gone so you have Kenyon Drake there but he's not n- overly known to be the pass catching running back
1: so um, and that's something that Blage really excelled at so yeah he, so he, i think they're, they're going to use Blage a little bit room. in there
0: yeah. um I'm, i might be a little bit worried about Frank Gore maybe taking some goal line carries from Kenyon Drake from there, but again, last year from weeks 13 to 17, Kenyon Drake led the NFL in rushing with 444 rushing yards, and he had the best yards after contact with 4.1 yards, um, after contact, which was best in the NFL. So Kenyon Drake showed at the end of the year hey, a guy who's been a committee back pretty much his whole career, he can do it. in college, mm-hmm. and when he came in here with jhi is shown that he can do it. And I think he's an opportunity. I think Kenyon Drake's really good value. I recently did a startup draft, definitely took Kenyon Drake, taking him in all my best ball leagues as well. I think he's really good value. And for some reason, people are like, hey, I'm still worried about Kenyon Drake because he hasn't proved it. And sometimes I like to take guys like that. There's going to be a guy we talk in AFC North, I think, is in the same position with Alex Collins uh, as well. I think Alex Collins and Kenyon Drake are two guys right now where the value is there, where you can get, Maybe low end running back one numbers to high end running back two numbers for again pennies on the dollar. These guys aren't overly expensive, right. and to me, in a in a running back starved market where people are desperate for running backs, I think the juice is absolutely worth the squeeze on those guys. So I think Kenyon Drake is really good value at the tight end position. You know they have Mike Kosicki.
1: right? And they, that's, got, they got Kosicki, They have Escobar, a- AJ Derby, who's a, who's primarily like a, a pass catching type of guy. But he's bounced around and been injured a lot and stuff like that. So it, it's I would be surprised if Gusecki doesn't end up with it. But, you know, A.J. Derby is another candidate in my eyes for, like, the pass-sketching role.
0: Yeah, So, but neither – I don't think – you don't think Gusecki is coming in here and going to be dominant year one? No. You're going to hope no. that comes in and maybe scores some touchdowns and that's where his values are going to come in. But he's not going to be startable because right. he's going to be – if he even does, he's going to be sketchy. Again, Tannehill doesn't throw down the ball downfield. Brian Tannehill's only had one top-ten finish, and that was in 2014. So that was four years ago. And he's actually – they've taken his downfield throwing. Like you said before, that he doesn't throw downfield a lot. They've actually regressed in that even more over the last, I think, two years. So Tannehill is at even a super flex league is on the back end of somebody that you're really interested in starting.
1: He's, yeah, he's, he's not a guy you want as your starter. He's a guy that you're forced to have as your starter in a super flex type of, type of situation. So you're, you're always going to be looking to improve on Ryan Tannehill. as so, quarterbacks, you know,
0: so in this bar, you know, you might, you know, get lucky with Devonte Parker, uh, Danny Amendola might be a little sneaky, good, you know, shag. And then, uh, of course, Kenyon Drake's the, 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 the The good looker
1: over mm. there, Ooh. still sober and still sober not, not yeah, five shots deep, yeah,
0: so that and that's really about it, so I think it's time to move on all right on to another bar. Let's try this jets bar okay. next door, all right walk in here, see what's going
1: ew, ew. <laughs> oh oh, oh God, this is
0: this is worse, this is hideous
1: this can we is, can we go back to the Bills bar?
0: <laughs> well, there's some upside here, you know <laughs> we got we got the dirt bag down the road, Robbie Anderson uh, yeah. You know, Got tattoos on his face, and looks pretty dirty. Might not have showered for a while, but yeah, kind of. You know, under the dirt, kind of looks. Might be something going on over there. I, you don't, know?
1: I don't know, man.
0: Let's see what's uh, see what's under that t-shirt, shall I th-
1: we? I think you're drunk from the first two bars there. Right? Uh,
0: Quincy Anua, Jermaine Curse. Behind them, they got guys like our Darius Stewart, Terrell Pryor, uh, Chad Hansen, my boy, uh, and Andre Roberts at running back. They have Isaiah Correll, Bilal Powell thomas rawls elijah mcguire at quarterback josh mcgowan teddy bridgewater sam darnold and at tight end uh jordan leggett and
1: clive walford don't forget chris herndon
0: oh yeah chris herndon who they invested a good draft pick in right um i think he definitely has the most upside he's the one i'd want to see there right out the gate
1: for chris herndon yeah yeah i mean uh, you know unfortunately he was gaining a little bit of momentum and then he got that um driving under the influence. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Like, you know, right there during can't o- do that. right during OTA, oh, right there during OTA. So, that's that's a little bit of a step back there for the rookie.
0: People, people. It's it's freaking 2018, okay?
1: Uber. It, Uber. Yeah. Lyft. Dude, pay seriously.
0: the $20, pay the $30. This is
1: not a paid endorsement.
0: This is not a paid <laughs> This is
1: our honest feelings.
0: Please please do not drink and drive. You can kill somebody. And not only that, if you don't kill somebody, if you get a DUI, I have lots of friends that have DUIs, all right?
1: They're really expensive. <laughs> they are really expensive.
0: So if you think that Uber is expensive for 30 bucks, wait till your license is suspended for six months, and you got to pay $3,000 in fines and drive around with a funny license plate. It's say, no I, fun. I,
1: I was going to say, I heard it's like three or $4,000.
0: Yeah, dude, That's just cool. get an Uber. It's a, You literally press a button on your phone, and somebody will pick you up. And now... <laughs> And these athletes, come on.
1: Just don't grope them and you won't get <laughs> a suspension. It's yeah. fine. Hey, baby.
0: <laughs> Jameis, stop poking at Uber driver with a crab leg.
1: I'm sorry, baby. <laughs>
0: so lonely. So, going back to this bar with Robbie Anderson. Now, again, Robbie Anderson busted again, charges dropped. The guy's a knucklehead. Right. But he really emerged last year and kind of showed us a little something, something where he has a possibility to emerge, honestly as a very good fantasy option, Mm -hmm. but just a lot of baggage there. This is a guy that is literally any day could just be out of the league.
1: Yep. I totally agree, man. Robbie Anderson, he's a, he's,
0: but do you strike now? He's got almost all
1: the bad of the Josh Gordon, but like, he's not as good. So he's a hard guy to like sit there and, and I mean, if you own him, just keep him you know don't don't cut bait or anything like that but
0: you don't propose trying to buy a little robbie anderson
1: i'm not gonna go out and try to get shares of him no i would
0: i would be interested what the price tag is just hey man i'm a little like low on my receiver just just checking in on robbie anderson i know the guy's a knucklehead he probably won't even i'm busting out he probably won't even play this year because that (laughs) stupid uh you know him and getting arrested and Running places and doing things. So, what's the price tag? Second round pick. Ooh, I yeah, gotta
1: go. No, thank you.
0: But he might be worth. I think that a second round pick is for a guy with his upsides, pretty fair. I mean, I'm not buying him for a second round pick, but I think it's pretty fair. Like if if you're a believer, right? If,
1: if I owned him and somebody offered me a second round pick for me, it would take me about a half a second to make that decision. I would accept, take my second round pick in next year's draft, and be fine with that.
0: But if you're a truther, if you're a believer. Like, you know, are there? You're, you're a Scientologist. Are there Robbie Anderson truthers out there? Oh, yeah, for sure there is. Okay. There's a truther for everybody out there, man. Trust all me. Right. I'm on Twitter. I see. There's a truther for everybody. Um, I'd be interested to see what's going on. You have Quincy Anua who missed all last year. He was supposed to be the Jets' number one last year. Look for him to probably come in. Robbie Anderson's actually going to play the slot. You can move uh, Quincy Anua on the outside. What do you think of Anua? Do you think he has uh, any good upside over there?
1: No, I don't. Okay, all right. Um, he's on. A, he's playing on a one-year deal. So is Curse. So is Terrell Pryor. And so Curse I, was spot startable last year. So I mean, with all that going, you know, uh, here's what I see for the Jets. Yes, the Jets are going to be terrible this year. Uh-huh. the Jets are going to clear out their coaching staff. The uh-huh. Jets are going to clear out all three of those guys. Robbie Anderson. Who knows what will happen? And guys like Chad Hansen. Chad Hansen, who I like. Who I who I like, and the more I've looked at this, I'm starting to love, um, and like Teron Peak, like that's who's going to be left because our Darius Stewart, they've already who we did not like coming out of the draft out, out of um Alabama, is doing terrible and hasn't made any progression because he sucks. Devin balls. Smith out of Ohio State stinks,
0: sucks balls. I, right,
1: so I mean that's there's no one else left. Terrell Pryor, no, he, he's on a one year deal.
0: Yeah, he's not going to do anything this sure. year. Right,
1: he's on a one year deal. So, all these guys are going to be gone except for Peek, Chad Hanson. Chad Hansen and Ardarius, Robbie Anderson. Our Darius Stewart will probably hang around. But including the coaching staff, all these guys are going to be gone.
0: Yeah, the starting quarterback will be Sam Darnold.
1: Sam Darnold uh, will be the starter. I um, like
0: Teddy Bridgewater to kind of sneak his way in there to be a starter this year.
1: I like Ted Bridgewater to be sneakily traded to somebody. That'd be nice, too. I think he's going to get traded.
0: First quarterback goes down, they trade Teddy yeah. B. Yeah. I'm still a Teddy B truther.
1: I've I still after all this time and I've threatened in my mind to cut him about ten times because so I'm on two teams. I still have him. I drafted him. I in a recent superflex. I st- still have him sitting there on both my rosters. Yeah, uh, so wouldn't
0: even dream of cutting him.
1: I'm just I guess I'm just gonna hold on to Teddy until I find out where his home is because the Jets are not his home.
0: So what do you think of the running game?
1: I mean I think they obviously signed Cruel who who we witnessed firsthand as missing a bunch of big holes and you know he he's the guy that he's not a very creative runner he's not bad if the holes there and he knows where he's going but he he he's not going to be able to improvise or do anything like that if the hole He's not very smart. Doesn't open up where it's supposed to He's just going to run into the people in front of him instead of taking the wide open hole to his left or to his right. So I mean, a guy like Elijah McGuire is very, very high on my list of of people I I would like to acquire if I don't already have shares of. Because you know all the good things that the the running back. Did you did you happen to read what the running backs coach compared him to? No, uh, I, I figured it would be blasphemous to you. Um, he compared him to LT.
0: <laughs> which, which
1: I I had I laughed a little as well.
0: Oh, these but, coaches have have a good job. Have a good year next year, buddy.
1: But at the same time, um, and and, and by no means do I think Elijah McGuire is comparable to Ladainian Tomlinson. <laughs> but it's uh, it shows you what they think of him at least, and I think he's going to get an opportunity. And, and coach talk, the, yeah, no doubt. And the more that Crowell runs into the back of his offensive linemen, the more carries I think McGuire is going to get as the year goes on. Do you
0: think Bilal Powell makes the team?
1: Good question, man, because he's, I mean, he's like 29, right? Is he, he 29?
0: He's a little older. I'm interested about Thomas Rawls theres I'm hoping he makes the team and see what kind of opportunity he can get. Because uh, I think i think Elijah McGuire is locked in um, as the pass catching back, which I think makes Powell expendable because I don't think you need him in on third downs.
1: And he's making a pretty good chunk of change. He is 29 years old. He's making a base salary of $4 bucks. And this is a last year's deal. So, I mean, they cut him, you know, and they only have to eat a little bit of, of his signing bonus versus under a million bucks.
0: And I, and I think if Rawls can go and show what he showed early in his career, which is really good after contact runner, I think he might be a chance to come in there and him and Corell kind of split some carries and Elijah McGuire is locked in as that third down back and a PPR back. Um, if you ask me what running back I want in Dynasty on this team, it would be Elijah McGuire. Uh, not because he's an LT, but strictly because he's going to be a PPR running back. And if Sam Darnold finally gets in there, he could be uh, his best friend. Definitely no really locked-in tight end out there. Right. And the receivers, for the most part, being kind of deep-threat kind of guys or mm-hmm. go-out kind of guys, I think McGuire could have some really good sneaky value there. Could be one of those guys, when you look at the end of the year, like, oh, look, look at McGuire, he finished running back 24. Like, oh, wow, who would have thought?
1: Who would have thunk?
0: So I think there's some good value, but... Overall, um, you know, at quarterback it's definitely Sam Darnold's team going forward. Uh we'll see how soon he gets in there. He'll be in there soon enough. He will play this year. Mm-hmm. Uh definitely they trade Teddy Bridgewater. But at that point, I still think this bar kind of blows and I think we should move on.
1: Yeah. No, uh, final just wrapping up the, the tight end situation there. Another reason I like Chris Herndon. Clive Wolford is in the last year of his deal. So I know they they picked him up on waivers, so who knows if they'll end up trying to extend him in some way. Um but I doubt it. He's shown nothing. So I mean, I, w- I would think the guy that's quote unquote on top of the, the depth chart right now, Clive Walford, um, I, I don't see him there long term at all. And and you know, Eric Tomlinson, just really a blocking type of guy. So I think Chris, leg- I think they had Leggett at the top of the depth chart on our lands. All right. So I mean Lazy, lazy head or lazy leg, legged or something. Isn't that what they call them? Because he was just, he was just like loafing around last year. He's a turd too, right? So Herndon has, I, th- th- I think, here, a, a pretty clear um, path to a starting, you know, starting spot there in the sooner future. than later. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Stop, just get an Uber, buddy, and you'll be okay. Yeah, basically. All right, so let's blow this donkey bar. Uh, I'm done with these donkey shows. Let's go in this next bar. And this this bar is called the New England Patriots. Right on. Oh sweet baby Jesus.
1: <laughs> If you
0: like men, this is Chippendales. If you like girls, this is what's a big. I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know either. Strip club. Like, uh, is there a big strip club? I don't know. Sexy place for women.
1: We should know the girl one, not the guy. <laughs> uh, I, I you know, I know, I know stuff. Man. There you go. Right? <laughs> I've been, I've seen things, I've buddy. Seen I've things. seen things. All right, uh,
0: we've we've just walked into Playboy magazine. There All you right? go. Uh,
1: the Hustler Club. There you go.
0: Oh, the Hustler Club. Look at me hustling in here. Uh-huh. Drink, Drinks for everybody. Oh, my God. Look what we got over here. Chris Hogan. You know, very underrated girl mm-hmm. next door. Look over there, Chris Hogan. <laughs> uh, you got Jordan Matthews. A lot of upside on Jordan Matthews out of Vanderbilt. Still young, leaving Buffalo because we left Buffalo, too, because it was abysmal. Um, Julian Edelman. Uh, he, he's He's in the bathroom, locked in there. He'll be out in four hours. All
1: right. Did you hear? Did you get the news on that? That it was like a it was bad test. It was a bad test or something weird. They might have they might have messed up his uh like the shipping or something of his. The basically the carrying of his his uh-huh. sample or something might have been screwed up. So he might actually win that. I mean, depending on.
0: I don't think he's somebody that would take PEDs personally. I don't think he would.
1: Okay, I mean, that's I just
0: my. I mean, I obviously don't know the guy. But right, you I was just I don't know the dude personally. So I just I'm not I just think that statement, but on that team being with Brady, like him and Brady, like work out together right. and stuff. I just don't think, sure. I, I just don't see that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's that dumb, I guess is the best way to put it. But you have Julian Edelman there who's suspended for the first four games as of today. That could obviously change. We should know that by I think the latest next Thursday, if that's going to get uh, appealed or not. Right. Behind those guys, you have guys like Corderell Patterson, uh, the once dynasty darling, Malcolm Mitchell, uh, former first round pick of the Colts, Philip Dorsett. You have their draft pick this year, Braxton Berrios, and then of course you got the huge, gigantic turd in Kenny Britt, who uh, they got they got him there.
1: Uh, (laughs) They have a lot of former like first round type of guys. Yes,
0: they do. At running back again, it's it's pretty thick at running back as well. You know, got Rex Burkhead. You got James White. James White over the last two years has the third most receptions in the NFL by a running back with 116. Uh, Sony Michelle, their first round pick. Jeremy Hill, former second-round pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. Was he a second-round pick?
1: Good question, Pretty man. Pretty high. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then you got Mike Gillisley. So, and, of course, at Tom Brady, you had the GOAT at quarterback, with, backed up with Brian Hoyer, and he had the GOAT at tight end and Rob Gronkowski and Dwayne Allen. So, let's start the receivers. You know, I think Chris Hogan's really good value. I think he's a really nice deep threat on a team that has no definitive number one receiver right now, and he's going to start. I think he's had a really good relationship with Tom Brady over the years. They've had some, you know, he Tom Brady trusts him. And I think he's a really nice deep threat. I think he has some good value. Uh, definitely if Edelman gets suspended, he'll have that value oh, yeah, early. That'll be huge. And if Matthews really can't come in and, you know, su- su- supplant himself as, hey, I'm here, I actually am pretty good. Which, again, I liked him coming out of Vanderbilt, so right. I think the upside Absolutely. is there. If if you, ask, if you ask me one receiver I want to invest here on the team on, I'm totally going to gamble on Jordan Matthews and take that share and see what I can get. Because to me, he can kind of pull that Alshon role where if he does come in and he just plays really well, right? Right system for him, right quarterback for him, and he finally comes to what we thought he could be coming out of Vanderbilt, they could lock him up. You know, hey, we're going to pull the Alshon. We're going to sign him to a four-year deal, you know, $12 million, $10 million a year. A lot of ifs there.
1: There are a lot of ifs there. But oh, you know, with
0: with Edelman, he's not somebody. Again, he's with the suspension. You know, that's four games. Four games is that's thirty three percent of the regular season in fantasy. That's a lot.
1: That is a lot, man. That's a big time hit. I mean, luckily, it's it's coming at the beginning of the season.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's, it won't it, affect you. It, in the playoffs. it won't affect
1: you in the playoffs or anything like that. And he'll be back to be to be rolling if you do in fact make it. So I mean, you really just have to patch it patch it together there at the beginning, and. and and Jordan Matthews is not a bad a bad gamble, I don't think, in my eyes. When I look at the rest of these, the rest of the guys that are going to be backups, I mean, Malcolm Mitchell, that doesn't excite me. Uh, Cordero Patterson does not excite me. Philip Bursett has had plenty of opportunities in my eyes, and I just didn't even like him coming out of college. So I mean, out of out of all of these backup guys, it's I like Jordan Matthews. I, Chris Hogan is obviously the the, the number two guy, so he's, I don't even really think he's a backup. And then I like the the young rookie, Braxton Berrios, just to see what he is for his, for the future. I think he could just slide right into an Edelman type of role or a or a slot type of wide receiver role.
0: He's a small guy.
1: Yeah, for the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hype about him coming out. You know, people loved him. I didn't really see it personally. Right. Uh, what I saw on him, I was just kind of like, okay, take the hype, I guess. But by the time he comes to fruition – Tom Brady's gonna be out of the league, so
1: that's that's kind of where I'm at with him. Like, unless he plays like another five years, then it then it's you know who knows what Barrios is gonna be.
0: So, so are you are you looking at anything that you want on your dynasty roster here at the receiving core?
1: Like I said, I I mean I would cherry pick a Jordan Matthews owner that that is frustrated and fed up, and and try to buy low on him. What do you think? I wouldn't give a ton. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch a first round pick for him no absolutely not so i mean you're looking at you're looking at a second round pick i think for for jordan matthews would
0: you start at a third and kind of see where, where how I,
1: how I mean, how warm the water was there yeah with a third i would i would try but i wouldn't expect anything
0: if, if somebody said right now i'll give you jordan matthews for and i, I love when i say this stuff because every when people that listen to podcasts i'm in leagues with i get these offers all the time so i'll get tons of offers of yeah, hey, give me I'll give you Jordan Matthews for a second. Sure. And I decline. I'm like, "But you said on your podcast." <laughs>
1: uh,
0: would you Cuz I don't know if I would. It depends on my receiver situation and how good my team was. Would you give a second for Jordan Matthews?
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's right where that's where you're at. That's where you have that's what you have to do to get him. Yeah. So it depends on how much you really believe in the guy, I guess.
0: I think and, it's worth I think it's worth it because we we talk about making those trades that look good in the long run. Now that people might say being overpay, where this is like a huge risk. Though you're, oh yeah, you know you're jumping in the water and there's rocks to the left, rocks to the right. But your buddy who's just down the fifth of Jack said it's completely clear in the middle. Jump in and you jump, and it's either gonna be safe and fun, or it's gonna be a your, disaster.
1: Your leg is gonna be twisted the wrong way yeah so right.
0: but at least you don't die because a second round pick's not gonna kill you
1: exactly, so it's, it is not gonna kill you and and
0: but there might be a mermaid owner that looks super fabulous
1: right and if it if it's somebody if if you need this guy to potentially like like you're saying the situation matters so i mean if you need this guy and you think this is the guy that's gonna propel me into the playoffs, don't make the move i mean like you gotta you gotta have a second rounder to burn here basically, and it's gotta be. It's got to be in your eyes. You're projected to be in the back half of that second round as well. In my eyes, so if, if you're if you for sure think you're going to make the playoffs, you have a good shot of making it in like deep into the playoffs. Burn a second round pick on Jordan Matthews at this point in, in in his career and see if it pays off. Because if it pays off, you're riding that high even even more. You know what I mean? That's just going to propel your propel your team that's already in a good spot it could take you over to the top to the championship.
0: And situation matters, man. Yeah. It really does. He's in a really good situation. We talk right. about, you know, I, I put a tweet out before someone was arguing with me about something. And I said, Hey, you know, this was this week. And they're arguing about, you know, why do I like Jimmy Garoppolo over Russell Wilson? Just, and it, it's my personal opinion. I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in a super flex league than Russell Wilson. And everybody tells me I'm crazy and right. that's fine. And that's fine. Cause that's my opinion. And I'll take my opinion because I don't think, you know, I have Russell Wilson six. So I'm not like going, oh, hey, there's Wilson stings. You know? Right. But I like, you know, for, you know, the, the Seahawks don't throw the ball a ton. Their receiving core is not that great where I'll take the system. I'll take Kyle Shanahan's system there with All the future right. number one. And I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo. And I mentioned like, you know, is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? No, but he was hit the third most fantasy points. He's going in the first round of every uh, redraft. He's going in the first round of dynasty draft because he fits right. the system perfectly. Right. Kind of like I like Devontae Parker because of the opportunity and targets he has there. Uh, I like that. Same thing here um, with Jordan Matthews. He's in a really good sit- opportunity. And not only that, if Julian Elman does get suspended... He's going to have an opportunity to shine first and kind of keep Edelman at bay. Mm-hmm. So those are receivers. Let's get in this running back core because this is really, really deep here. Now, obviously, I'm a Sony Michelle truther, and I love the guy. Um, I, I think he's my number two overall rookie because I think he's going to be scoring touchdowns. I don't think Jeremy Hill – between Gillisley and Jeremy Hill, one of those guys isn't making a team. One of them's not.
1: It's going to be Gillisley.
0: So it's probably if, going to if be I had to guess
1: If I had to guess, that, I think it would be Gillisley.
0: I would think so too. And Jeremy Hill is just a backup kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Sony Michelle show. I think Rex Burkhead might go back to that little kind of like fullback kind of role there. Uh, might take some touchdowns away. And I think James White stays in that pass-catching role like I mentioned earlier. He's got the third most catches in the NFL and over the last 2 years with 116. So that's where he is there. I think he can fill that role. Sony Michel is not really known to be the pass-catching running back anyways. Most of I like I said in his rookie breakdown, 70% of his runs came between the tackles or mm-hmm. his touches came between the tackles. So I'm a huge Sony Michelle fan. Absolutely huge. All those all those things that got LeGarrette Blunt to be a running back one and saying people say, oh, it's a murky situation. I think Sony Michelle is locked in as the guy. I think the talent's there. I think the the draft prestige is there. And I think he's going to be the guy they use. I think Jeremy Hill is irrelevant. I think Mike Gilleslie gets hut cut. I think James Pace, James White's going to be a change of pace back. And I think Rex Burkhead's going to be the same kind of thing, kind of a little change of pace back, running back. And I think it's going to be Sony Sonny Michel show.
1: I'm with you there, and I think we're sharing our brain there on a lot of that stuff. I think Rex Burkhead could almost be considered like an H back type of of running back, H back kind of hybrid, where he's catching passes because he does catch passes really well in yes. the backfield. And you know they might end up splitting him out in some some plays or or bumping him in to be like a fullback. So I think he's going to be a, a, one of those movable chess pieces that Bill Belichick loves, but not like a huge payoff for any any fantasy owners no
0: fantasy relevance right
1: so so sony michelle is the guy to own i I think he might i think he might surprise people with the the amount of catches you you mentioned that he might not get any or 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 very few um but i think i think he could surprise just because bill belichick likes the more multiple player is the better and and the more you can just leave him on the field for everything
0: and he can pass protect pretty well too so you know it might be james white who takes a big hit here out of all those catches and it comes to, it might become the complete Sony Michelle show. I mean, I would not be surprised if we go into next year and Sony Michelle has like that Alvin Kamara hype where he's going, you know, early, second, late first in dynasty startups, and he's just a monster. I mean, I'm that big on Sony Michelle. I really am. I think he's gonna be fabulous. I'm with you. So I think and I think everybody else I think everybody else is kind of like right done you yeah. know there i think they're fa- fancy relevance wise and of course you got brady there and he's a goat gronk the goat
1: right absolutely gronk the goat but what else do you do you see anything else at the tight end situation in case this this, this goes badly and they don't end up extending him and no any, okay
0: dwayne allen's not good enough i think jacob, i think
1: jacob hollister you have any interest in this no. guy i mean he was like a past that catching type of <sighs> not tight end there in wyoming
0: not 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 this is sh- the thing not not this not year. This year, right? Maybe I know. Down the road. I'm, I'm
1: talking down the road. I mean, does he have any long term potential in your eyes?
0: I I, I don't. I, I don't have enough. I didn't watch enough tape on him. I right. don't have enough information to say. I, I, not if I just talk and literally just right. making things up. In the
1: in the little bit of research that I did on the guy, I mean, it, it was it was a lot of the downfield stuff with him. So I mean, he was like a 20 yard downfield. Type of type of wide receiver. Well, the Patriots love that though. Tight, tight end. They absolutely do. So I think he fits what they do. If he could bulk up, because he, I mean, he was listed at like two hundred and forty pounds or something. Like, that. like so, he's a, he's a little light in the britches. And his twin brother, I think, was also signed as like a he was a wide receiver in college. So, I think the guy, if, if he bulks up, um, he's obviously a developmental guy, but he could be used as a weapon, uh, especially if something goes south with the the Gronkowski um, extension.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's in that, in that case. If you if you think that's his game type and you think he has some potential there, then I totally want Hollister over Dwayne Allen. I don't even really think Dwayne Allen's rosterable because
1: no. Dwayne Allen is one of those guys that's literally wasting roster space.
0: Literally wasting roster space because yeah. even if Gronk goes down, I don't think he's gonna hold much value there. Uh, it, they just use more somebody else in the receiving core to get a little bit more value, mm-hmm. or maybe they move like a guy like James White out into the slot. So, well, here we are, Matt, uh, an hour in.
1: Yeah, I, I, we didn't get as far today as we had hoped, did we? In
0: the AFC so, Well, yeah. I have all these notes in the AFC North, but it'd be silly for us to do a two hour podcast.
1: I don't think we can do that. Yeah.
0: When all our podcasts are just an hour. Yep. Usually. And then, unless we're breaking down rookies and they get to hour and 20 minutes. Right, but
1: we're not going to be able to do a whole division in 20 minutes. So
0: we are going to have to figure something out here where we get um, some more podcasts out there.
1: We'll have to double up or something like that in I the think, coming weeks.
0: I think uh, for all you big fans of the show, we might have some two podcasts come in here during the week. Nice. Where we're breaking this down, because, which means you and I have to get together during the weekend.
1: I like that because it usually results in drinks at the end.
0: Yeah, bust out multiple shows yeah. here. Yeah, uh, almost as we're busting out of this bar with these uh, <laughs> sexy, uh, sexy players on here. Yeah. So on uh, the AFC East, right, if we're building if we're building a squad, right, let's go through this team. Let's go through this one more time for your dynasty roster. One player off the bills you have to take for your dynasty long term. Who is it going to be? Don't need an explanation. Just who's it going to be a Jones on the Dolphins? Who are you taking on your dynasty roster for the long term?
1: Kenyon Drake.
0: Okay, I'm with you on everyone so far. So All if right. I don't, I will. I will exit out of you on the Patriots. Who you taking? Sony Michelle, easy. Yeah, agree here. Even over Gronk. Yeah. Uh, and then on the Jets, who are you taking? <laughs> I'm taking Sam Darnold.
1: I'm taking Eli Elijah McGuire. <laughs> you
0: mean ladanian Tomlinson?
1: Ladainian Tomlinson 2.0, of course. Uh,
0: okay, so that that's going to be the Browns. uh the Ravens, the Steelers and the Bengals for next week. Um, I had my Duggar family joke all set up for the Titan, en- the tight ends on the Ravens. Well,
1: uh, you just had to save it.
0: <laughs> they multiply. <laughs> They're like babies kids. Uh, they don't die. They multiply. <laughs> so we'll I, guess, have a- I
1: guess just don't save it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't trust me. I'll bust it on the, I have a note written down. Uh, tight ends they're, they're, it's silly over there so <laughs> if, if, i'll be right if you didn't joke. like
1: if you didn't like it the first time it gets funnier with age yeah. <laughs>
0: and if it doesn't it doesn't matter i'm still going to repeat myself right. so um that's it for the afc east we'll be back soon enough with the afc north and, again, like you said, we want to get this out. We can't have eight weeks. No. Of and, and you
1: know, you know every division might not be this long either. So we'll see.
0: What are you talking about, dude? We just covered two of the crappiest teams in fantasy football and the Bills and the Jets.
1: All right, so they're all probably going to be this long.
0: <laughs> they're all going to be this long. How long do you think I'm talking about the Browns? I should have
1: came up with this idea weeks ago. <laughs> we
0: should have done this <laughs> weeks ago. But now we have to do more episodes, but yeah. that's fine. We've already started, so we can't stop. Right on. We're like Puff Daddy, can't stop, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. So that's it. um We said we're going to give a T-shirt away this week.
1: If we got to 600 reviews, did we? We're at
0: 597. Then we did not get to 600. So, so three of you guys or gals, you know, we'll wait. You know, no, no rush. We're patient. We're patient. We got all summer. I mean. Yeah. It's a slow season of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I got all, I got all summer. Absolutely. Even though training camp starts in right about a month. About a month. Oh, 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 oh can't wait. Can't wait. So in the meantime, we'll be here doing a podcast for you, hopefully uh, helping you out, giving you your information on some of these guys that you would want. Um, we probably should have talked about our deep sleepers at those, but I think we cover those guys as well. You know, Halster for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Bills, I think we mentioned a guy like... <laughs>
1: Lo- Logan Thomas, somebody. for I mean, like, there's a, there's not a lot. There's everyone's really sleeping here At for the Bills. Bills. Yeah,
0: um, Dolphins. I think it would be Albert Wilson. Right. Uh, and the Jets. I think it would be Chris Hansen.
1: Yep. So Chris Hansen, I think, is one of my favorite guys on the team right now.
0: Well, I'm glad you're coming around because I was my, I was a huge fan of him. I, uh, I was right there
1: out. with you, man. Don't, don't pretend like you were the only one.
0: Listen, did not mention my memory. You were
1: higher on him than me, but we We both liked him much higher. I like yes, I like Cooper Cup better than Chris Hern or Chris Hansen and and so did like you. you. Yeah,
0: me too. Where, where are you going with that one? I don't know.
1: I, we're just saying Mr. words Ma- now. Don't
0: you dare blasphemize <laughs> Moscow Mule. We're
1: just saying words, words now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: words bird birds the word um so in the meantime we'll be doing the podcast you can always check out dynastynerds.com. oh we have all kinds of cool articles on there to help you along with your dynasty team don't forget to check out the dynasty nerds forum on the facebook page uh the facebook page you're getting thousands of people's opinions on your dynasty team great amount of polls on there we have about 25 member new members join a day i think right around there that might be a little high but somewhere around there my math isn't that great we all know this uh (laughs) So you can jump on there. If you don't know how to join, just go to DynastyNerds.com. Hit group chat. You'll get in there. If you want to support the site, you can always buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt guaranteed to be the most comfortable t-shirt you will ever wear in your entire life. It is so, so comfortable. My favorite thing to get is every time somebody buys a t-shirt going, wow, you weren't lying about those t-shirts. They're super comfortable.
1: So good, man.
0: Yeah. We've been been selling those shirts for four years. I think if I was lying, the jig would be up by now. (laughs) Uh, So there's that. And then, of course, if you want to do it for free, you can always give us a rating review on iTunes. The reason we asked for that is because, again, it helps promote the podcast in more ways than we can explain. So if you enjoy the show, please let us know. Uh, is that it?
1: I think that's all the way. Any
0: more plugs? Mm, no. If I had to plug anything else, it would be, be our friends at MyFantasyLeague.com. Oh, all right. Just because...
1: Random. Yeah, just MFL random. I always tell, plug of the day. I always
0: tell Jeff over there at MyFantasyLeague.com, I was like, you know... uh. I'm going I'm to throw you some plugs here and there because you guys do such a great job. And you guys help us out so much. He's like, thanks, buddy. I'm like, no, no, Jeff. Thank you.
1: No, thank you. So
0: maybe, maybe that would do that for the T-shirt. Give- Ooh, I got it. For the T-shirt giveaway? You've got it. We're going to use MyFantasyLeague.com. We're going to include them on Twitter somehow, some way. Just to give them a little pop. Let him know where they were thinking of. Them.
1: Keep coming up with funky-ass shit just like every single day.
0: You know it, brother. So uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll be back twice next week. Who knows? Ooh, la, la. Mm. So next week is a holiday. So will the podcast come out on Wednesday, which is the 4th, which is when it normally comes out?
1: I guess we'll see, man. I
0: mean, you're coming over on the 4th to hang out. I am. But we're going to be partying on a podcast. We're going to be partying. Hmm. We'll figure it out during the week. Yep. There, there may be a delay, there may not. We'll see. But if we record, oh! But if we record Tuesday night, we don't have to go to work on Wednesday. We could bust two shows out on Tuesday night. Yeah, squeaky chair.
1: And do it, do it. We'll figure it out, guys. Yep.
0: Hey, we'll be on your phone, laptop, computer, satellite soon enough.
1: Soon enough. toodle doo. Ramble on. Ready, set, hunt, hunt. <laughs>